the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Thanks for joining us at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock. It is a Tuesday, the 20th morning of the 7th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Officially six months in to the Biden regime. Six months ago today, he was inaugurated. And today the question becomes, after six months, can you identify one thing, one One thing, policy, decision, order, that the Biden administration has made that has improved your life. That's my question today that I want from you. I want an answer from you. Is there any one thing that has improved your life as a result of Joe Biden taking office six months ago today? I have a list longer than my arm of things that have gotten worse under Joe Biden. We can talk at length about the number of ways in which the Biden administration has made all of us enemies of the state in their eyes. That's how they treat us. But I want to know if there's anything in your life that is appreciably better because Joe Biden was inaugurated six months ago. I don't care if it's an order. I don't care if it's an executive order. I don't care if it's a piece of legislation he signed. I don't care if it's a comment he made, a policy he's enacted. Anything in this country, is it better six months into the Biden administration? That's what I want to know. Coming up on the program, we are loaded up, as a matter of fact. Coming up at 9.35, um, we are going to be talking, excuse me, we are going to be talking about... um, running for school board. We've talked to a number of people already, including members of the Ohio Board of Education. 
but we're talking about running for local school boards. It is such a crucial thing to do. The deadline in the state of Ohio to submit petitions uh, for a run for school board is, I believe you have to submit the petitions first. That's why we're going to have the guest on, David Arredondo. But the deadline is August 4th. Today is, is July 20th. So by my count, that gives us what? That gives us uh, 15 days. If you have been thinking about running for school board to take back um, the schools from the far-left indoctrinationists, if that's a word, uh, that are trying to uh, destroy your kids' uh, perspective on their country and their belief in themselves, if you are going to run for school board, you got 15 days to get it done. And uh, David Arredondo, who is the chair of the Republican Party in Lorain County, which is my home county, will be joining us to talk about that at 935. Then at 1010, Jack Windsor comes back. we got a number of Ohio stories. He, of course, um, runs the Ohio Press Network. He's also a statehouse correspondent for us here at WHK. Jack will talk to us about a new bill introduced by um, uh, uh, Senator Andrew Brenner from Powell, uh, he's going to talk to, uh, Jack will talk to us rather about Rep, uh, Senator Brenner's, I'm stumbling all over it here. Jack will talk to us about Senator Brenner, it's a little bit of a rhyme, and his bill to ban mask mandates in Ohio schools, among a number of other things, including at colleges as well. So that's coming up at 1010. And then at 1035, Shannon Burns of the Strongsville GOP will be joining us. They held a great event yesterday that I didn't even know about, and I'm ashamed of that, quite frankly. I should have known about it. But they held a great event yesterday uh, in which uh, the, the uh, Strongsville GOP uh, made a very strong statement about keeping the thin blue line flag of support in place in Strongsville. So uh, they went out there, and this is, of course, in response to what happened in Solon, and hopefully this is going to be done in communities all over northeast Ohio, and really all over Ohio, quite frankly, because that's what we have to do. So coming up, we will have... Uh, David Arredondo, we will have Jack Windsor, and we will have Shannon Burns on the program. You're probably wondering, wait a second, it's Tuesday, where's my Kersenow? Well, Peter Kersenow does have a day job or 10, and uh, he had to bump his appearance to tomorrow uh, tomorrow at 10 o'clock, so 10.05. So we'll talk to Peter Kersenow tomorrow. We will talk to those guests and you today. And before we do any of it, of course, what do you say we take a pause for the Pledge of Allegiance? Friends, patriots... Uh, please put your hand on your heart, face your flag if you have one. Liberals, Democrats, leftists who hate this country with all of your might, go ahead and take your knee and mumble under your breath about how evil this country is. Today, we're going to let the kids lead us in the pledge. Everyone stand up and say with me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Nice job, everyone! Yes, indeed. Very well done, young man. And we do need the young kids to lead us. That's why it's going to be so important talking about the start of the... um, uh, or the uh, running for school board, rather, uh, and that's our first guest, David Arredondo, coming up at nine thirty-five. So we're very much looking forward to that. All right, uh, top news of the day. There's actually a couple of top news stories of the day that I want to get to, and the first one is going to be the six-month anniversary, as noted, of the Biden administration. The Biden administration has turned us, essentially, all of us who are not 
repeating or preaching the same exact narrative and marching toward the same agenda as the Biden administration turned us all into enemies of the state. It's not an exaggeration. This is a great piece written yesterday by J.B. Shirk for American Thinker. How can you tell we're slipping under the yoke of totalitarianism, he asks? The New York Times has declared that the word freedom, did you know this? Freedom is an anti-government slogan. (laughs) The Biden regime has refused to condemn Cuba's communist police state, even as it disappears Cuban dissidents during live video feeds. I don't know how much clearer the state and its news propagandists can be. If freedom is a dirty little word and as meaningless as hope and change, then everything upon which the United States of America has been built is dead. And if the Obama-Biden cabal running the White House find common cause with the same Castro-Guevara mass murderers who have tortured and summarily executed innocent Cubans in the name of revolution for 60 years, then the federal government cannot be trusted. This is not a surprise to anybody who's been paying attention. Two months ago, the U.S. State Department draped embassies all around the world with Black Lives Matter flags. Remember that? And today, Black Lives Matter has pledged its allegiance. This is today. It was actually about three days ago. Uh, pledged their allegiance to the communist Cuban regime while blaming the U.S. for Cuba's island prison of poverty and violence and repression. They backed the Cuban communists because BLM has made no bones about it. They themselves are rooted and founded in Marxism. So they back the Cuban communists and their, their human rights violations while blaming the United States for the problems. There has never been any doubt that BLM is a Marxist organization intent upon destroying American freedoms, yet Democrats, corporate boards, and even Mitt Romney have sung BLM's praises for years, hanging those insidious BLM flags on American consulates overseas was tantamount to hanging the hammer and sickle over the stars and stripes. Their meaning was self-evident. The U.S. is now under Marxist management. Still too many corporate sellouts and political backstabbers honored BLM as some sort of paragon for civil rights, even as its members routinely engage in arson, Larceny, intimidation, and murder. Now that Black Lives Matter has made its allegiance to America's communist enemies abundantly clear, will any of those corporate or political invertebrates walk back their support for BLM's pro-Castro movement? Surely not. They've chosen a side. They are totalitarian appeasers now, giving aid and comfort to those who wish America harm. Is that too harsh? I don't think so. Isn't that what I said on this very program about a week ago when it was revealed that Joe Biden was asking the United Nations to send in a team to the United States to investigate American oppression of minorities? They wanted them to come in and study and report to the world how racist and oppressive the United States of America is. I called that at that time, if you remember, treasonous. Because it does give aid and comfort to those who wish America harm. Now, it would never be, it would never actually be charged up as treason because it doesn't specifically give aid and comfort to an enemy uh, with whom we are at war at the moment. But these are still enemies of the United States overall. And they are going to make political hay internationally over the, you know, lowering of American standards over the 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 fall of american 
the Americans' reputation on the world stage. If the UN comes in and with this international committee of human rights organizers and so on and so forth, determine that yes, the United States is terrible for people of color. That's treason. We'll continue. Is it unfair to accuse American companies and politicians of casting their lot with the intellectual heirs of Stalin and Mao? A man should be judged by his deeds, not his words, but as far as I can see, none of these pro-BLM sycophants have done anything or said anything while the Biden administration embraces Cuba's police state uh, and those tactics here at home. Their inaction speaks volumes. We are now living in a land, says the American thinker, where the government uses corporate monopolies to restrict political speech it dislikes. This is the Facebook story I've been telling you about. Abuses the criminal justice system to protect Antifa criminals doing its bidding on the streets. Holds political prisoners in solitary confinement for over six months under spurious charges of insurrection. Spies on citizens' private text messages in the name of safety and designates its political adversaries as domestic extremists and terrorists. At the same time as the Cuban regime has shut down the Internet to hinder a popular revolt against communism. As that's going on, the Biden regime has admitted to actively censoring Americans on social media and on cellular networks for spreading disinformation. And as demonstrable evidence of provable fraud in both Georgia and Arizona increasingly renders the whole 2020 presidential election illegitimate, the beneficiary of that election fraud has mobilized the federal government to vilify the truth-tellers as enemies of the state. If American companies and politicians can sit silently while such unprecedented attacks on civil liberties take place, then either they they grotesquely fail to see the parallels between what's going on here in the United States today and what took place in Germany during the 30s, or they're blind to uh, to nothing and like what they see. Certainly, when they decide to take a righteous stand against voter identification and against secure elections, but choose to demonize white Americans for the color of their skin, they're a far cry from any noble tradition that we would ascribe to defenders of American freedom. So I'll stop there because I think you get the gist of this. We have all been branded as enemies of the state simply for having different opinions than the state, as run by... Uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, communist Kamala Harris, sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe Biden, and the rest. And Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who, of course, is going to make a third attempt at impeachment now of Donald Trump by way of this ridiculous select committee in Congress to investigate the uh, situation on January 6th. We are all suspects in what has become essentially the criminal justice system of America, we are all suspects, and we are, we are subject to punishment by the way of censorship or perhaps imprisonment. It's not a stretch. It's reality, as the stories and the uh, details that I just gave you prove. So I want to ask you, six months into the Biden world, six months in now officially today, Are you ready to celebrate the Biden inauguration, the six-month birthday of the Joe Biden administration? Or are you terrified about what this country has become? Name for me, if you can, one thing Joe Biden has done 
ordered, signed, or said that has made America a better place, has made your life better than it was before? I want to hear them. Democrats, this is your chance to spread your your wings and crow about the great job your guy is doing. Democrats, let's hear you. Six months in, tell us how great Joe Biden has done and what specifically he has done, other than not being Donald Trump. I want to hear from you. 216-901-0945, Let's uh, take this time out and come right back on AM 1420. The Okay, 926, we'll continue. The Biden regime is six months old. Happy birthday, Joe Biden. Happy birthday, Joe Biden administration. What have you done for me? In six months, what have you done to make my life better? That's what I'm asking you. You can tell me at 216-901-0945. How is your life better in any way whatsoever since Joe Biden was here? Other than memes, maybe, which are pretty good. Um, I can't think of it. The other thing I want to hit here before the top, bottom of the hour, and we go to David Arredondo on the other side, is this question. Do you, is there anybody we can trust when it comes to COVID? Is there anybody in government we can trust? Now, you know that Joe Biden declared yesterday, and his administration, administration has been declaring for uh, several days now, that right now all we have in this country is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Only the unvaccinated have been affected by the the, uh, COVID-19 variant, the Delta variant, or whatever. Vaccinated people are doing great. This is what Joe Biden has said. Uh, He and many others. Four states, 40% of all cases last week. Virtually all hospitalizations and deaths are occurring among unvaccinated Americans. Virtually all hospitalizations and deaths are occurring among unvaccinated Americans. Okay. Let's talk about what's going on over in Europe. Let's talk about England. Sir Patrick Valance is kind of like the Fauci, if you will, of England. He's the UK's chief scientific advisor. Well, yesterday, he made a declaration that over 60%, or not over, that 60% of the hospitalizations for COVID-19 or COVID variants right now were of double vaccinated people. People who have had both jabs, 60% of them were hospitalized. Or rather, 60% of the hospitalizations were people who had double jabs, right? That would mean 40% of the hospitalizations were people who either had only one jab or were unvaccinated altogether. About an hour or two after Sir Patrick Valance made that statement, suddenly he came out with a retraction. Uh, What I meant was... Um, six in ten requiring hospital treatment were the unvaccinated. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the other, I, I flipped them around. Forty percent were vaccinated. Six out of ten. In other words, somebody got to Sir Patrick Valance in short order. Retract that immediately. Do you know what kind of damage you're doing now, Sir Patrick, to the vaccine movement? By telling people that double vaccinated people are 60% in the hospital with, uh, with uh, exposure to the variant. So he came right back out and said, no, I meant that 60% of the hospitalizations were unvaccinated. So yeah, that's what I meant. The idea that a guy at his position, 
UK chief scientific advisor, is that careless and that clumsy that he would have said the exact opposite of what he meant it, are extraordinarily high. The odds are, I mean, astronomical. There's no way that he actually did that. Somebody got to him, whether it be uh, Biden calling over to England saying, what did your guy just say? Oh, my gosh, you know what you're doing? Or whether it was uh, you know, the, the British government. It doesn't matter. Here's what does matter. Even if he was making a mistake, even if he was wrong and it's the exact opposite, even if it's not 60, 60% of the people of the hospitalizations are people who took double jabs thus far, even if it's the other way around and it's 40%, that is still an extraordinary revelation. That means four in 10 people who are in the hospital for COVID right now had double jabs, two vaccinations already, not 4%. Remember how they told us that these uh, vaccines are 96% effective, blah, blah, Not 4% of people with double vaccinations are in the hospital. 40, 4-0, four dimes, 40%, even if. Sir Patrick Valance was wrong and had to correct himself and meant to say that it was 4 out of 10, not 6 out of 10. It's still extraordinary. It's almost a coin flip at 60-40 that if you have double vaccinations, you could still get the variant or get the, get COVID-19 and still have to be hospitalized. So my question is, is there anybody we can trust to tell us the truth about anything, about the effectiveness of vaccines, about the number of people in hospitals? about what's really happening to people who do get vaccinated in terms of their health? Is there anybody you can trust? Keep that in mind and hit me up at 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. We'll get news now. David Arredondo next. Progressive Democrats. Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 935, let's continue. And let's welcome David Arredondo back to our program. David is the chair of the Lorain County Republican Party. And uh, he's got a very important public service message for you about what uh, deadline is coming up on August 4th. David, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Bob. Uh, So uh, thank you very much for having me on this morning. And uh, I feel it's very important to uh, inform the listenership that... uh, well, hold we off on that, David. Hey, David, 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 yeah. hold off on that for a second, if we would. We'll get to the uh, the okay. reason for our call in a moment, but okay. uh, let's let's uh, let's do a little reminiscing. Uh, I haven't talked to you since I uh, had a long conversation with you and uh, your guest at the uh, Wellington uh, Trump rally back on uh, on June twenty sixth. So it's been almost a month since I talked to you. What was your what was your takeaway from uh, the big rally? Well, it was a huge success and. Thanks for recalling that, Bob. It was uh, uh, quite a uh, pleasure to uh, walk in with you and to be able to uh, be given a VIP status, both of us. And uh, you uh, you certainly did well getting your picture taken with the president. And so, hey, it was uh, a good time. It was a great success. Uh, I don't think there's anyone can dispute the fact that uh, it went off uh, better than expected. 
and the uh, the turnout was uh, was fantastic. So, especially yeah, on um, nine days' notice, is that accurate, David? I read somewhere that yep. they made the announcement yep. <laughs> nine days before it had to be held. So, how, how? And I know you were a big part of this as chair of the GOP in Lorain County. This is you know in your backyard and in my, my backyard for for that for that matter. Um, how many different moving parts had to come together from a security standpoint, oh. a police standpoint, oh. a fairground standpoint, staging and everything else in order to do that in nine it, days? That was an amazing event. It was, yeah, it, it was a countless number of, of pieces and parts that had to be put together on such short notice. Um, quite frankly, it's really a... Um, a tribute to the efficiency of all of these agencies, uh, Sheriff's Department, Secret Service, the fair, fairgrounds people, uh, the city of Wellington, uh, all of these folks, my goodness, you know, to be able to uh, work as a team so successfully. And then what the, the takeaway, one of the takeaways was the, the, I think Monday in the Chronicle Telegram, there was a picture on the front page in which there was uh, just an empty ground, uh, you know, maybe it was a parking area. It was spotless. There was not a shred of trash on there. Now, maybe, you know, they had a cleanup crew or something, but uh, I didn't see, you know, trash skewed around uh, when we walked in or we walked out, Bob. So I think I, I think it's a little bit of both, yeah. David, because... Um, before yeah. I left my seat in our VIP area, I picked up not only my uh, uh, diet, Dr. Pepper can, uh, but about four or five others that I saw around my chair okay. that were just nearby. And mm-hmm. I started to take them out uh, to put in a trash can, but uh, Secret Service stopped me, and so did other event <laughs> organizers, because we weren't allowed to leave that area until the president was out of there and secure wherever right. it was that they took him. But they told me, Correct. put them right there on the ground where you are. We will take care of it. So I, I, I sure. everybody sure. was everybody was pitching in is my point. Everybody was doing yeah. their best to make sure they didn't leave a giant mess behind. Yeah. Like you see, quite frankly, and I know it just sounds partisan, but like you see at a lot of other big protest sites or rally yeah. sites or political things in which you know the left just kind of uh, trashes a place and moves on to the next place. So, That's exactly the comparison I wanted to make, Bob. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was a it was a great thing to see. It was a great uh, display of patriotism and people rallying and uniting behind President Trump, who I think almost all of us still know uh, for a fact um, was robbed of his uh, reelection uh, back in last November. Now that's enough of that. Let's talk about going forward. Now you and I talked briefly yesterday via text about August fourth and about the importance of school boards. Tell us more. Well, you know, you've had a lot of dialogue, uh, a number of guests, talking about critical race theory. You you had a, uh, I believe it was yesterday, a uh, 15-minute, you know, audio in which uh, there was an explanation of critical race theory. So all of this information that we are getting is, is excellent, and it's got people motivated, but we're missing the component, and that is what can we do about it. And a lot of folks say, well, write a letter to the editor or, you know, bring in more guests and et cetera, et cetera. But to me, the bottom line is taking control of your local school board, and this is the year to do it. So most school districts have, I believe in the state of Ohio, they all have five 
elected members, and they are elected in odd years, three and uh, one odd year, and then two more the following odd year for four-year term. This is one of those odd years, and most of the school districts have three members, which makes a majority of their school board who are up for re-election or election of their filling a vacancy or there's uh, somebody who's not running again. Right. But the point of this all is all of this talk of action is for not if people do not step forward and change their current ports of education. In Lorain County, for example, there are 14 school districts. That amounts to about 40, 42 seats that are eligible for individuals to run for. And it's not all that difficult to uh, begin the process. This movement is uh, so important. You know, for the last several months, I've been talking to people about getting to their school boards and making a, you know, uh, uh, making their presence known and making their voices heard in order to try to demand that curricula not be adopted to, uh, you know, to divide and and to diminish and to demean people, uh, such as the the critical race theory that you're talking about. And that was Christopher Rufo that I played yesterday. For those who did not hear it, you can hear that. Uh, on uh, the uh, podcast at whkradio.com. But uh, you, we've been talking to people about going to the school board and, and, and trying to push and lobby them, and you're right. The better step to that is, because it's an odd year, is replace them on the school board. Run for your local school board and make a difference in the community where you live. Nothing, and I mean nothing, is more important. And, David, you know you, you have been around politics for a very long time. These are sometimes easy races to win. Because they're very low voter turnout for the most part for school board races. And all you need is, you know, is, is a little bit of legwork, a little bit of groundwork, a little bit of support, a little bit of reason and common sense. So you can get a few people to come out there and change the face of a school board and actually get back to the, um, you know, to the, to the purpose and the mission of our public schools. Exactly. And if you're sitting there saying, how do I begin or how do I do this? Let me explain how we would do it in Lorain County. If you're a resident of Lorain County, go to our website, LorainCountyGOP.org, and there you will see seven areas. You live in one of those areas. You will have an area chairman that you can reach out to. That person will connect with you, will help you to do the process of getting your petitions, getting them signed, getting them filed, uh, the fee is uh, quite low, depending upon your school district. You may only need uh, 25 signatures. The bigger districts like Lorraine and Elyria might need 150 uh, signatures. But my point is I want to direct you to our website so that you can connect with your area and then get the kind of help that you need to go forward. David, repeat it for me. I'm looking at the website right now, LorraineCountyGOP.org. Where will people find that info on how to how to uh, file? Go under our team. There's a uh, button for team, and the team oh, the will team. have meet a drop. Yeah, meet the team, and that is our seven area chairs. So you live in Elyria. Uh-huh. You'll look for uh, Jeff Baxter. You know, it will say Elyria area. And it will have his contact information. Um, you know, if you live in uh, Columbia Station, it will have Jim Dowdell, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where you start. But if you want to make a phone call right now to our headquarters, I can give you the phone number. It's uh, 
204-9918. It will be answered in real time. If it isn't, uh, leave a message. We'll, we'll get back with you. But this is the difference that we make here in Lorain County. We connect with folks. Um, we communicate. And, uh, you know, we'll answer emails and phone calls and follow up with you. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, the uh, leaders that you're talking about, Lorain County Republican Area Leadership, and uh, you'll see Jennifer Wasilk, if I'm saying that correctly. Wasilk, yeah, Amherst. Doug Dixon in Avon Avon Lake, Jim Dowdell in Columbia, Eaton, Grafton area, uh, Jeff Baxter, you mentioned Illyria, Jim Kramer, who looks identical to John Bolton, the former UN ambassador, and, and, uh, he does. He does. He does. Uh, Lorraine, Lorraine Sheffield, uh, and, uh, North Ridgeville, Roseanne Johnson, and Wellington Bob Mylander. So, uh, it's really great. And, and what I want to underscore here, David, is this isn't just a Lorraine County thing. You're doing this because you're the chair of Lorraine County, but as you pointed out, and several others have too, all 88 counties in the state of Ohio have the same situation. In an odd-numbered year, which this is, these these seats are up for re-election, and, uh, or they're being vacated and there's an open spot. And this is exactly where we need to seize upon it. So I don't care if you're in Lorain County and going to avail yourself of the team that David just mentioned, or if you're in uh, Portage or Cuyahoga or Summit or Geauga or Lake or anywhere else for that matter. I want everybody to look at your local school boards, see which seats are available or how many seats are available, and contact your local leadership teams wherever you might be, and figure out how to pull the paperwork to run. Uh, do they need a petition, David? Do they have to get a, a certain number of signatures yes. in order to run? Yes. So okay. I'm just uh, pointing out here in Lorain County of how I would direct people. You don't have to go through your Republican Party uh, to do this. You can go directly to your Board of Elections. Okay. Everyone has a Board of Elections. They can look up. They can see you know, uh, what candidacies are there. It will have one for school board, and it will explain, you know, what you have to do, uh, how many signatures you need, what is the filing fee. So you can just, you know, go directly to the Board of Elections, uh, whether in person or on the phone, and get it going. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's literally nothing more important, I think, that people can do right now if they're interested in making a difference in our society, in our culture, in our schools, in the future, uh, than, than taking back our schools from the radicals who are trying to uh, turn them from education centers into indoctrination centers. I know get people people get tired of that buzzword, indoctrination, but it really is nothing less than that. And the only way, or the best way, uh, to ensure that the next generation is not lost to the left is to get back in control of the schools. And that means running for the school board where we make, or those who are on the board will make the policy decisions, the curriculum decisions, the admit, the, uh, hiring of administration decisions and so forth. Uh, so David. Well, just one last thing. Yeah. One last thing to remember. Yeah. If you cannot be a candidate for whatever reason, then help someone who is a candidate. So there's something that you can do and uh, make a difference. 
Or maybe if you know somebody that you think, yeah, maybe if you know somebody you think would be a great candidate, but uh, doesn't know about this, doesn't know that they can run, doesn't yep. know how to do it, and so right. forth. Share this information. Yeah, uh, I mean, seriously, yeah. David, this is a service. This is an absolute service exactly. you're performing here by telling us this. So, all right, David Arredondo, uh, Lorraine County Republican yep. Party Chair, really appreciate you coming on, David, and sharing this message. And in fact, we'll probably have you on again. We got two weeks, right? Fifteen days, I think. Fifteen days exactly. until well, August fourth. Let's not. Let's not wait. Let's do it today. And I thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, to make people aware so they can make a difference. Certainly my pleasure to do so. Thank you, David. All right, 949. That's David Aradondo, Lorraine County Republican Party Chair. He's right. Pull the paperwork. Go to your local board of elections. Contact Republican leaders in your area, whatever you have to do. Take the school boards back. Then we won't have to be fighting this fight against teachers and administrators who are looking to indoctrinate your kids into something you never even will recognize. Phone lines are open at 216-901-0945. Big question of the day. On today, the 20th of July, the sixth-month anniversary of the Biden inauguration, can you name one thing that he has done in six months to make your life better? I want to hear from you on AM 1420 The Answer. Okay, 9.54. On a Tuesday, if you're looking for Kersenau in a few minutes, uh, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, but don't worry. he'll be. He's just going to brighten your Wednesday. Kersenau is uh, off today. He's got some work to do. He will be with me tomorrow morning at 10.10. Meantime, top of the hour, I'm going to... I'm going to uh, try to alleviate some of your concern by bringing you Jack Windsor in a conversation with Jack uh, about a number of things going on in the state of Ohio right now. So Jack Windsor at 1010. Then at 1035, GOP uh, uh, leader of uh, the Strongsville GOP, Shannon Burns, will be joining us to talk about the uh, movement that they made yesterday or the statement that they made yesterday to defend and support police in Strongsville as it pertains to the thin blue line. So all of that coming up next hour. For now, Sally is in Berea. On AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Sally, go right ahead. Hi. Uh, This is a bit of a stretch, and it's indirect, but the only thing I can see that might benefit us from all the ridiculous executive orders and policies that Biden's made, which have all been negative, is that finally the cover has been pulled off the wolf in sheep's clothing as far as what the Democratic platform is supporting and also, there's more scrutiny now of Black Lives Matter and their communist underpinnings. And so I'm hoping that people will indeed run for the school board or attend school board meetings. Uh, I intend to examine the curriculum uh, locally uh, to see any uh, vestiges of the critical race theory and pressure the uh, Ohio Board of Ed to ban that. And for public officials to run that are supporting our country, like Larry Elder. Amen to Larry Elder. Sally, you're right. It was a stretch, but I like the way you think. Because you know what? You're right. He hasn't done anything. My question more specifically was, what has Joe Biden done? What policy has he enacted? What order has he signed? What law has he signed to make our lives better? And the answer is none. But you're right. Right. His his incompetence and his corruption 
and his willingness to move this country toward a Marxist socialist place um, has pulled the pulled the wool back, as you say. Uh, it has kind of really opened a lot of our eyes. This is the danger that we're, we were in. I don't think a lot of people understood how dangerous Barack Obama and his attempts were. So, you know, I think to have it laid bare now, if you will, or have the light of transparency shining upon it is something that we can use perhaps to our benefit. And the book American Marxism by um, Mark Levin is a good place for people to get some um, background. Yes, it is. Absolutely is. Sally, I'm glad you called. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the way you think, too, as I said. Because sometimes that's what you have to do. As a matter of fact, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to kind of flip the question or actually maybe just add a, an addendum to it, uh, if you will. The question was, what has Joe Biden done? Name one thing. And, and this is for leftists, really. And I know we don't have a ton of them who listen to the show, but some people listen to it uh, just to get angry and know what the other side is saying. Uh, and after all, I am wildly entertaining, so people can listen uh, even if they hate what I have to say because I'm very, very good at it. Uh, but uh, the second part of the question then would be, or the addendum would be, to flip it around. What has Joe Biden done specifically in six months to make this country worse? What's, what specifically is the one thing that Joe Biden has done to make your life more miserable? Seriously, that's a legitimate question. Six months in, rather than celebrating his achievements, which I said I don't think exist, even leftists who are listening to the show, because they love what I do and how I sound, even if they disagree with every word I say, they don't have an answer for this question. I mean, it's a, it's a question without an answer. What has Joe Biden signed? A piece of legislation, an order that have improved has improved this country or our lives? There is no answer to that question. There's nothing, unless you twist it around the way Sally just did, which is brilliant. So we'll go the other way, and I'll just ask the true believers, the people who are really fighting for this country, um. Tell me the worst thing that he has done in six months. Which is the worst thing that he has done that has made your life or our country more miserable, put us in more jeopardy, put us put us in more harm's way? You pick that uh, that item. That's what we'll do to kind of mark the sixth and or the six month anniversary of the Joe Biden regime. And if you want to talk about spending, we can talk about spending. If you want to talk about uh, the uh, border, which is a huge one, we can do that. If you want to talk about the the COVID-19 response and the vaccination push and the door-to-door, if you want to talk about trying to censor free speech, excuse me, expression and press, uh, which we have learned about just in the last few days, you tell me what is the one. If you want to talk about Bidenflation, which is what it's called, by the way, from now on, inflation is not just inflation, it's Bidenflation. Understand that. You pick and you tell me. 216-901-0945, Coming up, we're going to talk to Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network and State House Correspondent for WHK AM 1420, The Answer. What is this new bill introduced by Andy Brenner to ban mask mandates from Ohio colleges and schools? And what did Mike DeWine sign if... Kids are still being told they have to have uh, uh, be vaccinated before they can come to college. We'll get into all of that coming up next with Jack Windsor on AM 1420 The Answer.